0: Welcome to the Radio Plasma podcast, the space dedicated to the exchange of ideas, conversations, stories, music, performances, and randomness. Listen at radioplasma.com. Also, we are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, and Stitcher. I'm your producer and host, Johan Vega. Today, we're going to talk about culture, education, community, activism, hip hop. And today, we have visitors in the house. I want to welcome Rebel Diaz, just for reference, in Spanish, Rebeldias as a single word means rebellion, insurgency. And I want to welcome Rodrigo Venegas, AKA Rod Stars, Gonzalo Venegas, AKA G1, and DJ Illinois. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Gracias,
1: gracias,
0: hermano. Rebeldias in the house.
2: Peace. Peace, peace, peace. Much love, Thank much you for love. Us,
0: Thank you for being here today and for sharing your knowledge for sharing your vibe your energy and bringing something that is most needed in our community here in Holyoke because sharing the culture of what hip hop means as part of an activism as a way to express as a way to protest as a way to resist and as a way of life is something that many youth currently are still unaware of and the reason for having rebel yesterday is because they presented a workshop at the Wisteria Hearst Museum where many youth in the community got the chance to learn about the hip-hop culture and history. And also you had a beautiful performance in East Hampton as part of the Mill Pond Live event. So, how do you feel? How was this experience for you so far? It, it was wonderful
2: um, because we were able, like you said, to, to do a little bit of everything. We showed up um, and we were able to do a workshop. And for us, it's important. That's that's the fifth element of hip hop for us, is the knowledge component. And you know, in the workshop it was we, we we try to connect a lot of dots that I think a lot of times folks, you know, have never even heard this information. You know, like we always talk about, yo, like a month after the first hip hop party, August 11, seventy three, is there's like a dictatorship going on that in, in Chile, which is our homeland, but it also marks a historical moment for, for the world in the sense that you know, it's 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 the decade that hip hop started, but it's also the decade where wages, you know what I mean, stopped going up and it's also the decade where mass incarceration started. And and so we, we, we try to make the connections that like as a as a hip hop generation or for the lifespan of hip hop, um, it's been an era of mass incarceration, an era of unemployment, an era where you know what I mean, uh, on an on international level, U.S. foreign policy has gone into Latin America and, you know, funded military dictatorships, an era in which factories closed down in cities and, and, and folks didn't have access to uh, dignified employment. Um, so, just being able to share that knowledge in the beginning with the young people and then later on, be able to do, you know, which is, you know, what we do, which is hip-hop, and be able to perform and Really be able to bring, you know, peace, love and unity to a community that, you know, we don't always get to come and visit, but we look forward to building with again.
1: It was live. It was live with being here and being able to share with uh, the community over here and being in a space yesterday where at the performance where there was multi-generational attendance. You know what I'm saying? You had the young people, you had elders that were there and it was outdoors and it was free. And so to us, that's that's one of the essences of hip-hop, this idea of being in public space and being able to put a sound system outside and being able to share with your community and culture and have it being free and open to the community. So it was love. We were super happy to be here.
0: When you were playing, when you were performing last night at East Hampton, what did you perceive about the diversity? What was cool to me was that it wasn't like an activist crowd. You know what I mean? It wasn't
2: like hey, we're going to have like this political rap group. We were at a community festival and the whole, the, the diversity was like the whole community. You know what I mean? I've, I've, not every day we get to perform in front of like older white people. It's Not every day we get to perform. You know what I'm saying? But not only for that, for little kids. It was all these little children breakdancing in the front of the show. Um, we pulled some of them on stage. It was cool. It was, for me it was, the diversity piece was super important. You know what I'm saying? I was even, you know, a- able to just, just to conversate and talk with people around, um, I, th- I think for us is really you know, eye opening to see that this type of community is also, I think, the future of many communities. And when you have like gentrification and people being displaced out of the larger cities, you know what I'm saying? You start seeing a, a whole bunch of smaller towns get diversified because people are leaving New York because they can't afford rent or leaving other cities. And so you end up with cities. You know, like like East Hampton or Holyoke where you have a huge Puerto Rican community and all and, and of you know around mad old white people and you got, you know what I'm saying, kids and you got and I think that like that like really that's really you know what I'm saying the, the beauty of 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 just being in in you know what I'm saying smaller cities and smaller areas that you get to see that diversification of, of just the country in general is going down. And I and I see that too because I also hear I've been hearing that, you know, there's also been folks in the area that have been running around with racist ideas and, and Confederate flags and all that. And so for us, it's important to also be able to bring our culture as immigrants, as MCs, as DJs, you know, as, as members of the hip-hop culture and bring it to different areas and make people feel uncomfortable. But at the same time, we're also winning people over. You know what I'm saying? Like I know for a fact that there were some older folks there that probably were like, whoa, like, okay, I learned today or I actually appreciated a hip-hop show. You know, what I'm saying? And it's not just a hip-hop show, it's a hip-hop show that's throwing political ideas out there. You know what I'm saying? And if we gonna win the, you know, like G always says, the ideological terrain, we gotta hit people with live music and then bring it,
0: bring it to them. When you were doing your presentation at Wisteria it was really stimulating and refreshing to see the strong connections with history, with culture, with identity. And most important, a parallel that happens between the community here in Holyoke, mostly half of the whole population of this city is Puerto Rican or Latino, and the connection that it has with the Bronx in New York, that actually some of the elements that you mentioned as part of the historical events are so much similar. For example, when you were mentioning that Bronx was on fire during the 80s, it was the same thing here, and for the same reasons a lot of uh, arsoning, a lot of buildings on fire. So there is a connection, there is a reality that is not so different from what is going on there. And many people, uh, many of the Puerto Rican community living here in Holyoke has family, relatives, friends in the Bronx. So there is this strong and close connection, even though distance is a little bit open, but we know, we understand some of the same issues that are happening there. So it is really good to see and learn from the perspective of something that, especially for youth, it's just music or it's just something that is maybe not connected with cultural and community and activism that actually is part of it.
1: Yeah, ab- absolutely. We, I was talking to people yesterday that, you know, Boricuas that have grandparents that are on the island dealing with the fallout of the colonization that's happened over there for 100, 100 years plus at this point, and they have parents that are still in the Bronx, that are dealing with displacement, you know, and gentrification. And they're here, you know, in Holyoke. So you, there is, I think what you say is, is key in terms of it being a pattern that you're seeing throughout, you know, not just in, in places like the Bronx or big cities, but also some of the smaller cities, smaller towns throughout the United States where we're facing similar issues of displacement, or facing similar issues of law enforcement and policing, targeting and militarizing the poorest blackest and brownest neighborhoods and so it's for us is this work is also about connecting those dots and being able to say you know listen homies in holy oak like we th- we've seen this everywhere else as well and you know these are some ideas these are some things that we've learned um and being able to build and have those dialogues that are, that are about constructing community power because the reality is when you talk about you know, we were just recently in, in Detroit, and Baltimore, and seeing how some of these bigger cities have been decimated by the loss of the manufacturing industries that have gone overseas. But in the place of that, also there's a lot of proposals happening. There's a lot of people that are doing creative work. There's a lot of people that are about creating local, sustaining economies. Um, and so, we, and we see that here. You know what I'm saying? And in, and in, in this visit that we've been. Here in holyoke and, and throughout the area we've seen how there's new economies also arriving are, are, are arising where people are beginning to collaborate and people are beginning to look at alternative ways of how we can thrive as a community
0: when you had your space to generate workshops and activities and community engagement and education for youth and community you were able to create um, the foundation of something that still is ongoing, and even though right now there is no physical space for that anymore like it used to be, but still is ongoing and it's working. How do you feel the educational side that you are putting for the community is helping you grow? We're constantly going to be in a, in a space of growth. As artists,
2: the minute you stop growing, that's when you stop evolving. You know what I mean? And so for us, I learn, I stay fresh. A big part of hip-hop to me has always been about and and they break it down to When we even the words hip hop, like you, you being hip to the movement, you being hip to you know to movement. And so, when I'm around young people and I'm building with them through education, I'm I'm learning from them just as much as they probably learning from me. You know what I mean? And and I think that like, even within hip hop culture, you know, you have a we're talking about a culture that started in 1973. You know what I mean? More than 40 years ago. And so, as artists, as members of the culture. If we not in tune with what the youth are bringing and the energy that they have, we gonna, it's, gonna, it's gonna die. And so how do we keep that culture alive? Is by working with the youth and feeling that energy and tapping into the even some of the different rhythms that they enjoy. I grew up more listening to Boom Bap. A lot of these young folks have even a different aesthetic of the art. I play music for my son, and I don't know if it's the digital era, but these kids like to turn up, they like to do, you know? So how do we, okay, acknowledge that energy that they bring and a lot of the energy is also rage and, you know what I mean? And the things that they feel come from the from the systems that we live under. So how do we channel those young people's energies, those young people's rhythms, and, and, and really be able to, to grow from that and build? So I think that when it comes to education, like, we learn from them, they learn from us, and, you know, they say a lot of times, each one's each one, but, that's really what we like we you know we try to practice like we even back in the day with the crew we had always a mentality you know a lot of times folks talk like about horizontal leadership you know which is like a zapatista yeah. you know what I'm saying concept and then for us one of the young folks was like well we really what about cypher leadership you know in hip hop you have a cypher and so it's probably a different way of saying horizontal leadership but it's also a real hip hop way of breaking it down you know, decipher whether it's the B-boy or a b girl you got to take turns. If you're an MC, you got to pass the mic or, you know, you either beatboxing or doing that. So I think that uh, we, we definitely, you know what I'm saying, are, are, are growing every day and evolving. Um, and, and that's really the essence of, of hip-hop culture. We stay in the hip to the movement.
0: Just to give a quick glossary for the ones who are a little bit confused, maybe for some of the terms. B-boy, B-girl refers to the break dance, breaking breaking dancing boys and break dancing girls. One of the four elements of the hip-hop culture. The other one, the MC, the master of ceremonies, which translates for the most mainstream perception of it, like the the rapper, the ones who who have the the microphone, the mic Mm -hmm. on their hand. There is the DJ, and we're right. going to get to that in, in a moment uh, with Illinois and of course the graffiti. And like you mentioned as well, the fifth element, the education. Knowledge, yeah, knowledge. Everybody
3: get on the floor, do your thing. Everybody get on the floor, do your thing. A lo tuyo, a lo tuyo, a lo tuyo, a lo tuyo. Thing. On Come on, Come on. Do thing. I love to you. I love to you. My thing is, move the people like better on this to the Puerto Rico. Reysovedana, my respeto, Papacha, mama, Tierra del Fuego, hasta Alaska, Tierra Unida, Simon Bolívar, Grimbalandia, Quito, todo, como la capital de Ecuador. Get on the flow, wherever you're from, wherever you're at. Crazy your glass, shake it, shake it. That's my song, that's my jam. Drop the record, bring it back. Oh man, she ain't looking, I see you for working. Move something, hit the flow, say something, spin your flow. Go, got to take the go-go to another level, what up? Look, my thing is mobilizing, vocalizing, it's uprising, it's not surprising, it's what I do. Break it down like a B-boy crew, break it down like a B-girl do, we break it down for the people, do. My flow for the skater scene, for the mind migrant worker trying to chase the dream, I ain't got time to waste, I got a train.
0: Jay Illinois, <laughs> music, sound, technology. Back in the day, it was with whatever you could find and make it work. Now we have a lot of new technology advancements and toys that make easier to have access to equipment that back in the day was impossible to get because of the cost of it and the size and the way to work with it. Right now, we have new models, new versions, and new toys, literally, that kids youth, and producers can work with it, having it in their pocket or their laptop. How do you feel this combination of utilizing old school techniques and technology and the current ones?
4: Well, we still got to think about it this way. Kids that don't have anything right now, still they still use whatever they have. A lot of people can't afford to get newer stuff or newer, newer equipment that just recently come out. So they do... Like I feel like people should just pass pass down, whatever they don't use, uh, pass it down to the to the younger generation or people that don't have the access to that. But we we do have like versions of, we used to use like uh Fruit Loops cracked versions of Fruit Loops just to, you know, just to to let you know people just work out music. Cause once a person is you know, is they're into music, it doesn't matter what you put in front of them; they're gonna make something out of it. You know, so but we we, we all want to hear that, and the, the the big connection between like newer and older is, is cool because there's always like a bridge between, you know there's a gap between older and newer, so like the music is what really brings everybody together, you know, because everybody knows music is a, a universal language, so we don't we all try to do everything together, you know, that's.
1: We just came back from from Cuba and uh Illinois yeah. set up a. a a studio <laughs> in a, ra- like, in the most random of a place. It was like somebody's balcony in a side room in the cut and, you know, there's no internet and the electricity's kind of funky but, you know, you, you set up shop and there's no speakers but there's the old, you know, CD player with the speaker hook up and like, alright, well, we get gotta this make wired. it. We gotta make
4: it work. That's it. Make it work. And we, we listened to that song last night and, ooh, came out fresh.
2: Yeah. I think that just even in general, like, um, I do think it's true of what you say like back in the day I remember you we didn't even really have access to go record in uh-huh. studios and so I think that like with the advancement technology there are a lot more equipment that's just available to folks and you know we've been able to also like be like I'm glad you brought it up about just you know like not everybody has access and to me that's always been you know my brother G he learned how to make beats with the way that life is, he he, uh, you know, he was already doing some type of beats. But when he went, to, he went to Chile, of all places, and he's in in la poblacion, like in the hood out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know how they say a lot of times people that have nothing are willing to share everything. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. so like, this dude comes back from like the hood in Chile to Chicago, and they sent him back with like a mixer and all these like you know in Chile and back yeah. in the day they used to boot like all the fruity Loops, all the, you know, like it was yep. real common that like the same way you, they sell like bootleg uh, DVDs, they would sell programs. And mm-hmm. so like, you know, it was just crazy to see that even like I said yesterday in the workshop, like hip hop didn't really invent anything. Grandmaster Cass says is hip hop reinvented everything. And so like, you know, with the gadgets that are available now, there's a whole lot being made. And I think it's a whole lot, uh, more access to being able to record like everybody you know if young, young folks if they, they save up a little bread it's, it's, it's a re- realistic goal to try to have a home studio at least you know get you a little yeah. microphone and be building like that and back in the day that was impossible you know and so I think that that's definitely leading to the advancement of the culture you know, but it, 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 it goes both ways. Because a lot of times when, when there's a lot of everything, that means there's also a lot of stuff that ain't dope. So, you know, but I think that it, it's, it's more about having access. and I, I think that uh, it's good for the culture.
0: Now that you're here, that you got the chance to be in a place like the Wisteria Hearst Museum for you to present your, your educational workshop. And now that you're here in this studio, part of a many efforts in the city and the community and different non-profit agencies to provide services for the community and youth. How do you feel seeing that we have on the high school a group of restorative justice, that we have an ethnic studies class, that we have a space like this that is open for the youth and the community to use it and create and learn and do their own independent projects and ideas? I think it's important, but I think it's
2: also a sign of, of the times, hip hop like I said, is more than 40 years old. So that means that you got 40-year-olds that grew up immersed in the culture that are in positions of giving access. You know what I mean? Like, bro, when we was coming up, the idea of anything hip-hop at a school was unheard of. You know what I'm saying? Like, i would tell telling a lot of kids nowadays, man, y'all have no idea. <laughs> like, I wish there was a program like this <laughs> when I was a youth. You know what I'm saying? And I think that it's, it's like, you see it everywhere. Like, The hip hop, uh, you know what I mean? You got folks that do advert I mean, sadly, because I don't like to see hip hop for use for advertising, but you got folks that are in advertising that are playing nineties hip hop, you know what I mean, to sell you a product. You got folks but you see it everywhere. You got folks that are educators that are like, I grew up listening to Nas and Wu Tang. Let me incorporate these lyrics, you know, into my curriculum. You got folks that are like, yo, like, even idea of hip hop education or hip hop. Uh, la pedagogia hip hop I don't know how to say pedagogia in in English but pedagogy I think that's what it is (laughs) you know but but it's the idea that folks are are, you know in in, in spaces where like I was building with someone uh, who's a principal at a high school and she's an MC you know what I'm saying and so it's like that to me is the beauty of it is that as a culture we've grown and some of us have gotten older and some of us are in positions where we like yo let's give back and let's keep this culture alive and Let's do it through education and let's do it through, you know, because it's keeping it a hundred. Like, you know, hip-hop has saved millions of lives. You know what I'm saying? Like, we grew up in Chicago, which is a gang-banging city. You know what I mean? And I distinctly remember as a youth being like, yo, like, I'm hip-hop. Like, people roll up on you like, what's up? Rep your set. We part of this gang. And a lot of times you'd be like, yo, I'm, hip- I'm a B-boy. I'm down with hip-hop. And they would literally be like, Oh, that's just the rappers, or that's just the B boys. And even the gangbangers were respected because a lot of them wanted to break dance uh-huh. also. <laughs> and and a lot of them yeah. were B boys. Yeah. You know, I remember growing up, there was kids who were like, Man, I love being a B boy, but my whole family's in a gang. Real yeah. star, you know, real yeah. talk. So I think that just really is is really just you see the growth and you see it just being everywhere you know what I'm saying like you got folks that want to you know be chefs and somehow there's like incorporating hip hop into their cooking they're incorporating hip hop in, into everything and say you know so i think that that's really just a sign of times but also just that that the culture is everywhere now you can't you can't avoid it
0: so how people can be in touch with you can get access to some of the Work you're doing. Listen to your music. Keep this connection because I will definitely would like for you to come back and keep educating, keep helping to build up this community to engage a little bit more. You saw that we have so many of you that are interested, that are actually somehow initiated, but they need that guidance. They need that ex- that example so they can keep that inspiration flowing.
1: Yeah, I mean, f- recently in August we did. Uh, a little mini tour, we did 10 cities in 12 days in the Midwest and the East Coast, and we were really uh, uh, starting to appreciate, again, the, the essence of connecting with people face to face, because a lot of times the, the Facebook and the Instagram stuff is defined by algorithms that we don't control or own, um, and it's also clear that certain messages are going to be promoted and certain messages are going to be censored in one way or another. So hopefully catch us in your city soon or uh, catch us in Chicago or in the Bronx where we're based but online stuff we we um, across social media we're at Rebel Diaz um, we uh, haven't put new music out in a long time we've been doing a lot of journalism and media work with Telesur also independently um, and being able to put out the stories of our people that are doing col- uh, culture and politics and, and, and good work in their communities but we are putting out new music in the next few months we have awesome Projects lined up. We have a, a record completely in Spanish. For years, we've done bilingual uh, music, and now we're gonna do a record that's fully in español para nuestra gente en Latinoamérica que, que entiendan en full todo, todo el mensaje, la música, las ideas. And there's awesome collaborations on that record, so definitely look out, look out for that. We got songs with Ana Tijoux, uh, Boca Floja, and awesome joints. Chico, Chico, Trujillo. Chico Trujillo, also. Um, so it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting. So look out for that. Um,
0: do you guys know Belcro from Puerto Rico? Yes, That's my bro. Yeah, yeah for yeah, sure. Yeah. Actually, we used to do a show together. He had a, a radio show on WRTU in Puerto Rico, uh, Hip Hop Bucks. and the show that I did over there was just after. So a couple of times we did a couple of uh, joint show, combining a little bit of electronic music and hip hop, and connecting connecting yes. the influences. Yeah.
2: Velcro throws the best Monday night party. I think, on Puerto planet. Rico, yeah. <laughs> and so we uh he's invited us to perform. It's kind of dope. We're like the only group that that he's invited out there besides Talib Kweli. Yeah, you know I'm saying a rock on that stage. So it was an honor for us. And uh, when we were working with Telesur, we actually we used to do these uh rooftop live sessions. And so we had a rooftop live session and we had Velcro, Siete Nueve, uh, Everest, which is uh, La Estación Central with, with Nuff Said, one of the illest producers, in my opinion, in, in, in Puerto Rico. Uh, DJ Predator with Luis Diaz, you know what I mean? So that's, you definitely bringing a fam right there, you know what I'm saying? Yes. So shout out to, to everybody in, in Puerto Rico and Que via Puerto Rico Libre.
1: Word. And, yeah, just, you know, con- stay connected. We we are, are, again, all across the social media is Rebel Diaz and, uh, and man, hopefully on the streets because, you know, media, the mass media uses – the, the media as a, as a weapon of, of control, and we know that they do that through the physical terrain. The state does it with the police and militarizing our communities, but also the ideological terrain in terms of what we see here in the media and the news and the radio and the Internet and the TV. And so, uh, you know, we're looking to connect with our people and being able to bring new ideas to create a new culture. So definitely keep up
0: with us, for sure. This is Rebel Diaz visiting the city of Holyoke, visiting the Pioneer Valley and sharing their knowledge, their music, their vibes, and their energy. And this has been an amazing experience for our community here in Holyoke to have this opportunity of getting getting them in a place that also is an important thing to mention, the Wisteria Hearst Museum. What did you notice about that beautiful building? Bro, when I walked into that spot, I felt like I, I mean, you know, it it's like a
2: rich person's house. like. You can see it from the old pictures. You know, whenever there's a house, I got mad pictures of like old looking white people that are probably like slave owners. I mean, I, I might be wrong, but it kind of felt like that vibe. You know what I mean? And you could see like they had the fancy uh, little forks and plates and all that. And I'm like, what, what's going on here? You could see that that there was wealth. And so I, it felt when I walked in there like, yo, we, we uh, are kind of like expropriating a rich person's space to do some real community you know, work, and then talk about hip-hop. So that was dope. I don't know the history of it, but that was the vibe that I got when I walked in, and, and it felt cool to be able to uh, kind of, you know, bring that energy to a space like that. And from my understanding, they're making that space accessible more and more to the community. So big ups, you know what I'm saying, to the folks that's working there. Uh, Cheryl, I think, was one of the sisters yeah, that we were building sure, right? with. So shout-outs to them for... uh for expropriating of space, man.
0: Yeah, basically, just to give you a, a quick, really quick, because there's a lot of history, but that um, that house belonged to the Skinner family, one of the founders, and and one of the ones who pretty much established the whole industry here in Holyoke for uh, the mills that made uh, Holyoke to be the paper city. Uh, yeah, and yeah, at yeah. some point, one of the most important cities in the whole nation. Yeah, they would,
2: uh, Amber was telling us that they used to uh, float the logs mm. underwater you know what i'm saying so we, we were learning a little bit i didn't even know like that whole mill ponds that, that like i just I, you know they were ponds made for the for the mills you know what i'm saying to so do hydroelectric so i'm learning i'm learning bro like, what's
0: up and, and i like and, that you mentioned that you felt there was wealth yes definitely but also it is and, and a nice thing to mention that the Skinner family is a family of immigrants. So okay, the stuff. immigration still is in play in the whole historical process. So they established a lot of, of what Holyoke is right now, and they left this property as part of their legacy so the history could remain there. And recently, the current uh, administration of the Wisteria Hearst Museum is trying to make this space the most open and inclusive possible for the community. So having you being there as a hip hop culture, as Latinos, as immigrants, sharing learning, knowledge, culture, is just to show how the times have and keep influencing with the same elements as as before. Revolutionary uh, activism, bringing people together, creating community. Immigrants and at that point utilizing the resources available, and now it's pretty much again happening. So that's what's up. It is really meaningful that you were able to do this this uh, educational session at the Wisteria Hearst Museum. So, definitely, big shout out for the Wisteria Hearst Museum. And also, I have to mention the Rosenberg Fund for Children. Yeah, that's, yeah, those, that's the FAM right
2: there, the RFC. So, that you know, they, they, they fund. You know they do a lot of work that a lot of folks don't hear about. So big ups to them. They 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 show love to the children of political prisoners, to folks that have been affected by you know what I mean, like by the state repression. And so they, you know they they come from that history. You know what I'm saying. The Rosenbergs, you know what I'm saying, were murdered by the state. But you know and and their kids have kept that legacy alive of what they stood for. And so you know we we got a lot of respect for them. They supported us when our community center got shut down. So. You already, I know that's the fam right there.
0: So a lot of good things happening, a lot of good connections. And I want to thank you for all the work you're doing and for the vibe that you brought with you for our community here in Holyoke. This is really, really important, really meaningful. And I hope this is the beginning of a strong connection that can keep evolving and creating, generating more connections, interactions. You heard a little bit of examples of what's going on in here. And I hope that gives you more reasons to come back. Absolutely. We definitely coming back yeah. for sure. We did. We committed. It's on record. We we <laughs> said it.
1: We're going to be here for sure, brother. We appreciate
4: yeah,
2: this. <laughs> appreciate the space. For yeah, having us. and big ups to you for the work that you do, bro. I mean, we just yeah. met you and all that, but you got this studio. You're building with the young people and you're talking about media literacy and I think that that's that's important work so keep up with y'all doing over here too, you right?
0: Yeah. So this is Rebel Diaz. Thank you for being here in the house and we will be waiting for your return so we can keep doing awesome stuff and cool, cool things together. That's what's up, bro. Yeah. That's what's yeah, up. Yeah, Thank yeah. you, all, man. Appreciate you, bro. Muchas gracias, Rafael Díaz. Hasta This is the Radio Plasma Podcast, and this episode was produced here at the Plasma Media Lab in the Gandhara Jude Development Center in Holyoke, Mass. I'm your producer and host, Johan Vega. Thank you for listening.